0: Oh, oh my God. All right. We are here. Episode 8, Season 2, big JFR podcast episode. We are on the heels of a pretty big victory out here. Let me just introduce myself. My name is Matt. I'm the president of Jupiter Farms Residence. I have our Vice President, Jillian. I have our Treasurer, Kristen. I have special guest, Susan, from the Jupiter Farms Environmental Council and who is also part of the Jupiter Farms uh, Residence Advisory Council. Of course, we have our engineer and director, David Guggenheim here from Someone Talk Media. And today, we are riding high on the fact that we are not looking at a soccer complex on the corner of Indian Town Road, and Rocky Pines Road. And that's that's pretty huge. This has been a really long process. And I think that there is a lot of wonderful educational value to understand the process from the beginning to the end. Because so many times, you know, all of a sudden, boom, a building crops up and somebody says, wow, we should really protest that building. And by that time that that building or they've broken ground it's a year plus too late to even start saying this is something we don't want i I first want to throw it to susan to kind of a explain a little bit about that and then bring us back in time yes
1: but you know what i feel like we should be channeling channeling a little bit of hamilton here because we won we won (laughs)
0: <laughs> right right because he didn't have the votes ha, 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 ha. he didn't have the votes so susan let's press rewind on the wayback machine and rewind go
1: back. rewind see it's all hamilton tonight wow. all right all right
0: i like that that's, that's that's pretty wonderful okay so we rewind and we're back to like april 2019-ish it was not a room it was a porch
2: i remember that night
0: Another (laughs) Hamilton cue. Wow. If you expect me to rap, it's not going to
1: happen. happen. So for our audience knows, we had arranged to, and, and most of the people that listen to our podcast understand what the soccer deal was. They were coming in with a huge soccer complex, trying to change our underlying land use from rural residential one unit per 10 acres and an agriculture residential zoning to commercial recreation, a big entertainment complex. So we had set up and arranged for meetings with all of the county commissioners. Of course, we are in the time of the plague. So now, yeah, all of our meetings were by Zoom. And we have not had one on one meetings with all of these commissioners. So it was a great Time to introduce Jupiter Farms to these folks who are really some of them in the South County, some of them in our much more more urban areas. So, we took that opportunity to introduce our neighborhood plan to the group, to introduce the, the natural areas that we've fought to protect and preserve in our area, and to tell them about what our experience has been with this developer who's trying to put this commercial entertainment complex right in the middle of our residential neighborhood
0: and and that right there even even the meeting the first meeting was a pretty big deal because when this was even in its infancy of an idea they it, it got on staff's radar and staff immediate Palm Beach County staff is a planning zoning and building immediately told them you guys need to set a meeting with Jupiter Farms residents right and that's pretty huge
1: it is. And the commissioners all know about Jupiter Farms and we had the opportunity to really go over our neighborhood plan with them, which they have not had a lot of experience with because it's been so long since we have had a major development up here in Jupiter Farms. So it was a really great introduction for that. Um, in May of 19, when when the developer went into the staff, at that point in time, There was a provision in the code which actually allowed what's called CRE zoning, commercial commercial recreational entertainment zoning. That category of zoning was still allowed in our land use out here in Jupiter Farms. It was a relic of the days when the code was first created because areas of the county we're we're still very rural where we look at things like Lion Country Safari and the fairgrounds. Those areas were all in unincorporated parts of the county at the time. So they allowed commercial recreation in a rural area. At the time, the staff was like, oh, well, wait a minute. We can't still allow commercial recreation in the rural areas because it's not an appropriate use. Right so it's, it's inconsistent
0: with, it's with the inconsistent rest of It's inconsistent with area.
1: everything. Right. So at the same time these guys were starting their application process, the county staff had started a process internally to remove commercial recreation as a zoning category in RR10. So they were reinforcing while the application was starting. They were reinforcing the county's position that this was inconsistent with our area. But the applicant kept moving forward. And yeah. then then came January. And all of right. a sudden, it was January.
0: So the developer, the applicant, has this idea of, you know, this, this wet dream idea of his version of soccer Disneyland, which is like six fields, a pro shop, a concession stand, you know, big grandstands. One of these fields was going to be enclosed in a in a – 42,000 square foot enclosed building i mean it was actually bigger than that and this plan was really the one that he wanted to railroad through now he he did end up sizing it down a little bit but it wasn't because of our comments as residents it was because he found that he had two wetlands on the property and there was no way to mitigate those without costing another huge load of money. So he scaled it down to four plus this big, huge enclosed field. And one of the things that I remember when we sat down with him initially was if you are going for a land use change, not only this was Susan's line, not only is our answer, no, our answer is hell no. And we stood by that, but you know, of course, just by, by changing the, the land use to commercial recreation was not the only outstanding thing about, about this. You know, if if it were to come back in any other land use, not that it, not that it, that it could, we would still be against it because of the intensity and the density of use and, and all of that other stuff. But anyway, so we get to, to January and we're in constant communication with the planning staff and planning staff says they want to have a an informational meeting and i said well you know it would be wonderful if you could come up here to do it at one of our jfr meetings and they actually jumped at the chance of that which i thought was really cool so rather than having it during the day down at the vista center where you know maybe we're lucky if 12 or 15 people show up we have it at the pavilion in Jupiter Farms Park. And there are over 380 people signed into this meeting. And I still don't think that we have the true count. The pictures are awesome. And staff made their basic report. Then the applicant got up to make their pitch, as it were. And um, and then Susan and I got to shape the, the opinion of our community. And then public comments from left and right. Um, crazy.
1: It was crazy night, and it was great that we had some pictures of that to show to the county commissioners, and they were really impressed with the amount of community turnout that happened at our local meeting, and then also all of the letters and emails.
0: Well, and we can't overlook the fact that there we are, we were at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion, which is named for Karen Marcus, and Karen Marcus Former Commissioner Karen Marcus was at that meeting and spoke out against this as being inappropriate for our area. So that comes full circle from, you know, she, she was in office when the comprehensive plan came in. Am I right, Susan? That's correct. So to have her say, this is not what this area was ever intended for historically. And here you are listening to All of these people saying, we don't want this here. It's not going to serve our community. And I know that when that report came out, the planning staff had received over 700 emails speaking out against the project. So we get to planning commission meeting. Staff makes their recommendation for denial. The applicant makes his pitch one more time. And they're voted down 14 to zero at the Planning Commission. There is not one vote for this.
1: And that is a recommendation. They are an advisory panel. However, it was a very strong advisory decision. So the County Commission members really took that advice in hands.
2: I was gonna say, if you if anyone does read that staff report, don't make it a drinking game and take a shot every time they say no,
0: because you by the time that report was done. <laughs> it's true.
1: And how many times did they say it was inconsistent?
0: Well, in the last report, they said it was over 30. They said um, either inconsistent or not appropriate.
1: That's a lot of times to take your shot.
0: That's a lot of shots. Uh, I suggest <laughs> Jaegermeister myself, but, you know, you know, go with what you like. And I remember after this meeting, uh, we spoke to the, to the applicant's land planner, and I said, so what are you going to do? He says well we're still taking it to the border county commissioners I and mean, you know we're going to roll the dice and that's what i have felt like and i've said i said this to all the commissioners i felt like this was oceans 11 and that slow motion dice roll and the dice have been in the air since january and they were supposed to land in february because there was supposed to be a transmittal hearing in february and the applicant postponed it then they were supposed to land in may or no april and they postponed that one then it was supposed to be june and they postponed that one and then we got word that the july meeting which they were scheduled for they wanted to postpone that once again and the zoning staff said no you you've got to come in person on the 28th and you can request your your postponement then and that's when we started our campaign knowing that it was definitely going to be going to the county commission on the 28th in some way, shape, or form, whether it was gonna be a straight up or down vote, whether it was gonna be a vote on postponement, but we knew that we would actually get some slice of this being heard. And this is one of the tactics that developers can use. They wear down a community. They keep moving the goalposts. They keep moving deadlines. And it's very difficult to keep the interest in any community. But one of the things that I can say about our community is once we sent up that flare saying, it's definitely going on July 28th, boom, all the commissioners got over 700 emails, not one email saying they should vote for it. There was not one email saying that they should allow a postponement. Every email that they received was, don't let this thing postpone, vote it down.
1: All but one of the commissioners was very forthright in saying that they were not in favor in postponing the application they wanted to go ahead and adjudicate the issue because the community was already so involved and there had been previous postponements and there was a there's a tricky way in how land use amendments have to be transmitted to the state and they just wanted to get on with it and then right during the middle of all of our meetings we had the latest staff report which again was like 32 times saying that it's inconsistent with the comprehensive plan and inconsistent with the jupiter farms neighborhood plan
0: and a recommendation of denial
1: (laughs) and i think by thursday evening of last week the applicant the well at least the applicant's representative was reading the tea leaves and if they hadn't been directly contacted by staff saying listen, this is not a happy day next Tuesday for you. So, you know, you can you can cut your line now or um, and, and rebate later on or or, you know, take the loss.
0: If I remember correctly, we also got word that neither the applicant nor anybody from his office were going to be appearing at this meeting.
1: Yeah, that which is completely disrespectful of the staff and their time, the county commission and their time, and the community and our time. And by midday on last Friday, they sent the letter to the staff officially withdrawing their application. And that allows them to recuperate a portion of their application fees. And it allows them theoretically to reapply sometime in the future. But that is theoretical
0: right and and you know that brings us today because of course you know we have our celebration and we post it online and people are chiming in great great we actually even got some congratulatory messages from commissioners not just our own commissioner but commissioners from other districts saying yes first of all an incredible grassroots movement that you guys had out there because they were getting these these emails personally that's the way we had it set up so it was going out to all seven of them and they were just like wow and then when it you know kind of when it got pulled they they said good good job we did really well but now you know of course a couple of days after it brews and people get thinking well oh he's up to something he's sneaky he's going to bring it back and i mean we don't know we're not we we don't have those tea leaves however we have two incredible strong staff reports saying this project, which means a project of this size, this scope on that property is inappropriate and does not match the intensity of use of the density of that area. And that's, that's going to be whether you try to sneak it in under commercial recreation or you try to sneak it in under any other type of zoning. Those reports exist. They don't go away just because the project went away.
1: That's exactly right. What we do know for sure is that a land use to commercial recreation isn't going to be looked upon favorably on this site or any other site in Jupiter Farms. And that's important to remember that we've really excluded this land use now from consideration in our Jupiter Farms neighborhood plan area. That's important to know. Um, So we're not looking at a drive shack being able to come in and change the land use and being able to come in with a big commercial development sometime on whatever 10 or 20 acres they might be able to find.
0: And and one of the things that really struck me was also starting back at the planning report back in January, staff, they're not looking at Jupiter Farms neighborhood plan as an official overlay, but they're using it kind of as as a, as an overlay. Which also (laughs) brought us to another idea in the future about possibly getting staff and our county commissioner, our new county commissioner, whoever it's going to be, um, that we form an Indian Town Road overlay so that we can get specifics on our corridor of Indian Town Road on what will or won't be allowed uh, as a use along that. And I think if that's feasible, we go for it.
1: I think it's feasible, and I think it's something to start discussing. We know that the town of Jupiter has an overlay on their section of Indian Town Road, which controls the types of developments that can come in and the way those developments look. And it deals with things with the architectural guidelines, the signage, the lighting, um, the kinds of Businesses that you would want to come in if they were to come in along that way. That's why we do only have, by the way, one new car sales place on Indian Town Road okay, because of that overlay. I think that in the not too far distant future, maybe after we get past most of the plague, we can. Uh,
0: <laughs> after the plague in the post-COVID world. Um, Yeah, no, and I I think that's that's great. Jillian, I saw that you had your hand. Yeah,
2: I wanted to jump back a little because I don't know that everyone listening knows a lot of the details. And back to that report, which is 43 pages and not everybody's going to read, County actually went in and they did a comparison of different soccer field parks, as Susan said, the, the Lion Country Safari. They went in and looked at the density of these types of soccer field, the recreation things, it was insanely dense. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me was, it was, I believe Jupiter Farms Park is 56 acres with two fields and half mm-hmm. the parking that they were looking for. So when you get into perspective of how big our park is right. and how little parking we have with it, these guys wanted to come in, and, I don't know, it was three three times the density or, it
0: was it was big numbers. It was insane. Absolutely. And 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 county even said early back in the planning stages that if we were to build this park, if county parks were to build this park, it wouldn't look anything like this.
1: Well, and it shows how um, what I believe and I'll call it what it is. It's disingenuous that the application really is because the applicant kept saying that this is for the kids. Right, this is because kids need opportunities to play soccer, and there aren't enough opportunities to play soccer. But in reality, what this project is is a tournament complex. Their main goal was to bring in multiple tournaments so that um, it's stacking games one on top of another and really intensely using not just each and every field, but also that parking, right? That's why they needed double the parking because they're going to have people coming in and out and in and out. And we didn't even get to that part or the part about their site plan and and their traffic flow problems that they had because we were still underlying land use issues. But if we had proceeded to that portion of a development proposal, there were still, you know... Forty-two different issues that needed to be addressed before they could have moved forward with anything. And all of those um, issues would have entailed reducing the density, intensity, the scope of the impact on our on our community.
0: Right. Kristen, you had something.
1: Well, Susan stole my thunder.
0: <laughs> she does she does that a lot. Just she's about, a she's a thunder stealer.
2: I was just about to say basically that that it what is interesting to me and slightly irritating to me is a lot of times these projects go to the county commission with these land use changes or zoning changes without the projects actually being feasible for what they're trying to do and it risks changing land use and zoning without you know an end to a means or a means to an end whichever way that works but i was gonna say the same thing when we spent many a night looking at those plans and there was no way with what they had that that was gonna work out the way they wanted it to. The building height one time was like three stories tall, which wasn't allowed.
0: Well, I mean, look, I I think that all of us spent a lot more time looking at the plans than they did. Um, These, we I mean, these the plans on file with county haven't changed in well over half a year. So when exactly did they give it up is my question. I mean, you know, when they, when, when, when it's, you know, 11th hour and they're telling us that they're not even going to appear at the board of County commissioner's meeting. Um, You know, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I don't know. I don't know when they, when they gave it up, uh, but it seemed like they started rolling over. I mean, really after the planning, you know, I, there, there really wasn't anything uh, they reached out to us once to see if there was any any kind of meeting of the minds or, or us coming to terms. And we basically said, no, why would we negotiate? We just got a 14 to zero, you know, vote at the planning commission.
1: And, and I just wondered, honestly, looking back on our 18 months of this, of working with this project, um, I just truly wonder how committed they were to this project happening.
0: Well, you know, look, uh, there's, there's a lot of unscrupulous people out there. And I don't know if this was one of them. I do know that a property that he plunked $1.75 million for, if they had gotten an easy pass and gotten it rezoned or for future land, for land use as commercial, he would be able to flip it the next day for probably a minimum of 15 million. Um, and cause there's no guarantee that just because they get the, the zoning changed, on it, the land use changed to commercial recreation. That he has to build a soccer field, and right. you know, in a, in in today's modern world, right now as a snapshot, there's not you know school going on. There's not going to be any contact sports in the near future. I can't see him not only with the one point seven million dollars of of for the, but how much would it cost to make. The entire complex, we're talking, you know, another three, four, five million dollars for for Disneyland of soccer. I don't know. And maybe he had investors that went south. I don't know. But I know if he got the commercial recreation, he'd be able to flip it for 15, 16, 18, 20 times what he paid for it. And to me, I, you know, I'm I'm a Jersey boy at heart. You know, if somebody's going to screw you over, they're going to they're going to find a way to do it and I think it would have been sold, and it would have been Drive Shack North.
1: The thing that we do know is that we won.
0: Right, right. This is a day of independence for all of Jupiter Farms and their descendants. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right, and and we can't look at the what-ifs, and I know, you know, look, in the back of my mind, it's haunting me. This guy still owns the land. Um, I, I hear buzzes about oh this could be happening on it this could be happening he could be selling it he could be you know i don't know and and nobody knows and until there's something filed or something purchased i i i can't know all i know that at this snapshot in time right now jupiter farms won and this was a really big win because i can't imagine what the shape of Indian Town road would look like in another 5 10 15 years um could it have looked like uh you know north lake or pga well, easily
2: look into ta- i mean just if you look east of 95 that's yeah what it would look like the more appropriate comparison
1: would be the western portion of north lake right west of military trail or the western portion of okeechobee these western portions that get built out it used to be nurseries and then they get converted to things yep. i i think that this is a danger that we need to be cognizant of and, and aware of, and make sure that we don't end up with strip malls and storage units and other stuff, whatever else, other stuff yeah. that we just are just out of character for um, our rural neighborhood. We, just,
2: we call the category not trees, not trees, not trees, not trees. other than yeah. trees. Isn't yeah? The cows can live
0: with the trees. So yeah, so let's celebrate. Yeah. Um, Right here right now, at this moment in time, this was a good victory, and we got a lot of good feedback from the people that make decisions for us and and that's that can only lead to better things for our open aisles of communication to to the the, the powers that be
2: And thank you again. I've said it a million times on Facebook. Every single one of our residents that came to a meeting that sent an email that that voice was heard. And we heard from more than
1: one county commissioner that said, I read those emails. And he said, I know that it was a form, but I read who it's from and check to see if there's any individual notes on there. I read those emails. And so they are important and um, they do mean something.
0: Right. And one of the commissioners said, you know, look, I, I, before I was a commissioner, I was on your side of things. I used to do grassroots and, to get people involved and i know how difficult it is and and we were commended for for getting the amount of of email uh and you know of course you know then we then susan and i threatened them i said look in the time you know do you want me (laughs) to get 300 people to come to your to your chambers because you know we'll we'll work we'll come but you know jupiter farms residents are kind of you know we're a little squirrely sometimes and you may not like who shows up Um, you know, and and they were just like, no, 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 please, don't don't worry, because you know you want to make sure that those emails actually count for something. Yeah. Um, I did not want to try to mobilize people to to not feel safe if they weren't going to feel safe. I didn't, you know, parking downtown is a pain in the butt, and uh, if it ended up getting postponed, it would have you know, uh, terror. You know, uh, people would just get to de- just dejected and say, I'm not not going to go back. And
2: you had a lot of people commented too that they had taken off the day from work on on Friday. There were there were so many comments of. Okay, good. I can tell my boss I'm coming in on Friday. Yeah. I planned on taking the morning off to come to this because they, they, they understand how important it is to, to, to literally be a face. I mean, that, the, the meeting we had here, um, when, when staff saw at the JFR, at the pavilion, when staff saw those people standing there, they knew it was important to them.
0: And the kitcheners saw that as well because we used that in our PowerPoint presentation that we presented to them online. And a lot of them saw those pictures, those big panoramic pictures that we have, and they went, wow, and that's
2: for, a lot of people. that weren't people that weren't able to make it that night, we filled the inside of the pavilion. We filled the outside with speakers. And it was so crowded that the grassy areas on the outside of the picnic area, there were people all the way around the perimeter. It was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it really is amazing that when Jupiter Farms residents want to come together for a common cause that they all know. I mean, look, we, we all read it. We can see people bicker back and forth online. But when push came to shove, this is a great snapshot. Um, I think we've reached the end of our program. and And I want to thank everybody for listening to the JFR podcast. Be sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified when a new episode releases. And please, please share it with your neighbors and friends. Um, Many thanks to David Guggenheim and Someone Talk Media for your direction and your engineering and, uh, and everything else that you do for us, David. And most of all, thanks to you, our audience, for streaming and listening to the JFR podcast. So take care. and We'll be speaking at you again soon. Watch your emails, subscribe to the e-newsletter, because I think that JFR is going to be having its first online meeting next month in August. So pay attention and let's have some fun. Rock and roll. Um. It's a menagerie. So I don't know what that was, but um, are you talking about my wet dream comment? Yes. Yes. The wet dream. Bring back the cows. Bring back the cows. Everybody. Bring back. Bring back the cows. (laughs) Wow. We're totally not in sync on Zoom. Um, Yeah. David will fix that in post. So.
1: That's right. We'll do it in post. That was my, that was my. Or
2: we would have.
0: I've been very busy this week. Sorry. I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love.
2: Molly hears the cat. I
0: couldn't
1: keep her
2: out. David, make sure that people know that.
0: This has been a production of SomeoneTalkedMedia.com.